0: Ugh, oh so, my god can you sit up and fucking jerk off man child
1: just because everybody wants to see this dong
0: I didn't realize how many stretch marks you had right there That's wow where all
1: mine are. Kelly that's
0: where all mine are
1: wow dude getting body shamed in the first 20 seconds of the podcast but <laughs> my wife is <who's> just <clears throat> too perfect just can just criticize people for not being Everything that you wanted them to be.
0: I just said that they're the same as mine.
1: Yeah, sure they are. I've never noticed yours or said anything about them. So
0: you call me fat literally every day
1: because you are fat, like a
0: fat cow. (laughs) Like he legit calls me a fat cow.
1: I do, but that's not for real. No, it's because you're eating a lot of snacks right now for some reason.
0: I know. Why is that, babe?
1: I don't know. Is bulking season? Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's it. You've been bulking. I'm bulking right in my belly. Yeah. I do be pregnant, Frank.
1: You are pregnant, yes. Allegedly. I'm not okay. sure whose it is, but...
0: I know, because I got pregnant with a fucking needle.
1: Uh, I don't think it was a needle, Kelly. I think it was just a syringe full of a little embryo in there and some gel. Mm-hmm. It's like, squares right up in there. Right up in your, deep in your vagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Definitely Two went times. deeper than you go.
1: I think that would be dangerous <laughs> if I went that deep. I could find something that gets in there if you wanted me to stick it up in there. Later.
0: I I think I'm good. I think I'm good with you. I, I,
1: I don't know if I want to disrupt the the child.
0: Yeah, how do you feel about having sex since I got pregnant? Is that weird at all for you?
1: Uh, we don't ever have sex, so
0: we just had sex last night.
1: For the first time in like three years.
0: No, we had sex like three days before that.
1: <laughs> Still. <laughs> it has been uh disrupted. Our sex life was disrupted.
0: Yeah. Does it do you think about it at all? Because if we have friends who they don't really have I mean, sex not, when they're pregnant.
1: I know a lot of people are like that. It doesn't bother me. That's uh, whatever. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's different, I guess. You're different. So that makes it different. How
0: but, am I different?
1: Well, you're obese. So that's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: You guys, I promise he's just playing. He's very kind to me. Everyone's gonna think you're like shaming me while I'm pregnant. No, That's I love good. it. I'm gonna
1: I get was, really I sad to Yeah, like, I cannot believe treat you like that. Yeah, it's
0: like, everyone on, already, already thinks that you talked me into having threesomes. So now they're gonna be like, Wow, auntie, body shames you while you're carrying his child.
1: Yeah, people take this too seriously. Bag. And these <laughs> people are like, they're like, they're they're single and they don't know why. That's really fun. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, I mean it's nothing, nothing body related, but. No, I mean it's different because my skin's thicker. Yeah, your skin's thicker. That's why I can make fun of you so much more. Um, <laughs> hey. Took
0: me a second. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, you forget stuff just so out of much, way. so much, <laughs> just pretty funny. But we did have to. I mean, we had to move to the daytime because nighttime you were really nauseous. So that was something we did and tried to do for the last week or so or two weeks. So we didn't really figure that out until a little bit later in the game. Yeah, but I mean, there was things because you had to do so many different medications. It just was. It was nothing to do with you personally. It's just been like there's a lot of variables that are outside of, you know, yeah. the normal sex having experience because of IVF. So, yeah, I mean, it was, that was, but other than that, it's, you know, it pretty much feels the same, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I think it feels better.
1: Well, I'm no, I don't have a, I don't, I don't have, I'm the same as I was before you were pregnant as far as like yeah. my physical situation.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> my sex drive is coming back just the last few days. Yeah, been I, really I
1: get really tired of like crazy and I was ready for like horny pregnant. Ooh. I was like, maybe we the horny are there. pregnant. I, told, I don't know who I told that the other day. I was like, I'm really just ready for horny pregnant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely there. I've been like, been talking about other girls in bed. I've been like sharing things with you. Yeah. I am just more attracted to you. Like, there was a time, I mean, I don't think I That's said this rude. to you, I was just not attracted to you. Like, it was so weird, but I also, that was the, probably Gosh. the same time where I was like, I'm not into girls. I'm not super attracted to Connor. I don't like myself. Like, it was just this whole kind of thing where everything just felt kind of off. And that was.
1: Who were you attracted to, Kelly?
0: Nobody. That's the thing. I, like, had Mm -hmm. no sex drive. I think I know who you were doing. I wasn't.
1: (laughs) I think I know what you were doing when you were scrolling on the gram. You're so dumb. Fucking skank. Oh,
0: my God. No, I wasn't even (laughs) masturbating. Like, I just felt so disconnected from everything. And. I was very uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, like everyone said, you'll wake up one day, you won't be nauseous and you'll be really horny and you'll feel like yourself. And Monday was that day for me. I felt my spiritual connection come back. I was like, I felt intuitive. I felt like I could follow my gut. I felt horny as fuck. I was like, I love boobs. Great. Like we're back. And it's been a really nice couple of days. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I'm still crying. But that's kind of who I
1: am. So, Which is all over the place. Like, I don't know. I, get, I say, yeah, I guess not to be a dick, but it's like things have changed so much, like back and forth, like this day to that day, this week to that week. So I'm like, you're like, I'm back. And I'm like, maybe.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I felt I like myself really,
1: for three days now. I don't really. I'm not like, yeah. But even then, it's like, I'm like, yeah, we're getting there. But I don't I'm not sure yet.
0: Yeah. My last shot is tomorrow.
1: I know. All your stickers are off. All your bumper stickers on your belly there.
0: Yes. I got to take off the freaking things off my stomach that was you know no more suppositories. Yeah. Oh,
1: the suppository thing was really funny. Can I tell that story. <laughs> Please. So we had to move to having day sex and these suppositories like what is it?
0: Estrogen. Oh no it's progesterone. progesterone Yeah.
1: But they're these, you know, you mm-hmm. slide them up in there. Three times a day. And so I actually got these new stance underwear that kind of have like the the little like spot for your junk to sit in, which is pretty nice. I was like I wanted to try them out. Um I've tried some like that before I didn't like them, but those I like the stance ones okay. But what happened was we had sex during or in the like in kind of in the morning. But you had put one of those things in and we hadn't we've kind of like tried to have sex outside of that time. But for, <laughs> for reasons, so we have sex, and then I put my like boxer briefs back on and my shorts. I'm like doing whatever in, in, in the house and I like, feel kind of like itchy on my dong. Um, which is like, you know, there's all there's a lot of times there's like you can get after sex if it's like you don't go clean up, which I usually don't come back, but it's like, there's like a, you know, there's like an ashy kind of like dried human fluids, right? of yeah. All kinds. But this time it was different. <laughs> I could and like grab my boxers and like pull on them and I was like, oh God. And like whatever fluid is inside of that thing, like it dried up and like glued my dick to my underwear. And I had to like pull it off and it was not comfortable. It was hurt. It didn't hurt like so bad, but it was like. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't fun, <laughs> and I was like, and it was like, it was, it was like pulling tape off. It felt like you we were pulling like not duct tape, but like what's the clear like plastic tape that people use like in an office setting, like the oh yeah, whatever that Scotch tape is. Scotch tape, got, yeah, that Scotch tape. Like yeah. if you just put some of that on your dick and like ripped it off. Oh, it's my like god. it was, but it was not. It was yeah. So I never did the suppository thing again. I was like, that was lesson learned.
0: You had PTSD after that. <laughs> I was like, oh my
1: god. Well, man, then my dick like burned for a while yeah. because I like ripped. Fucking so rip the skin off. Of it. it was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> been telling funny. a lot of
0: people that story. They very much like it. <laughs> it's
1: pretty funny. <laughs> I, like, I have to damn. be honest. I mean, it was one of those things where, like, the pain was worth it because it was like, this is a good story. This should mm-hmm. be funny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll recount this later down the road. Yeah.
0: And here we are.
1: And here we are. Just so, down around, you know, doing pregnancy stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited to share this with everyone. It's been quite the journey. We've, I mean, I've definitely been kind of hibernating for the last six months because it's just been really hard on my body. And, emotionally but kind of wanted to walk everyone through just a little bit of the process and like how we're feeling um we so we did our egg and sperm retrieval back in december which we've talked about already but when we were planning this out we were planning around you know getting pregnant certain times of the year and so we had pushed it off a few months and then our friend's dog died and it was valentine's day i don't know if you remember this I know. But we were both super emotional and it brought up a lot. Many of you know, we lost our puppy uh, a couple years ago. And so we were just really sad for our friend and just feeling all the feels. And we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, what are we waiting for? And so we moved it up a month. So I had about three weeks of feeling like myself. And then I was right back into the hormones again, which was really, really difficult it was not lit. It was so hard. It was like we had fun for five seconds and then all of a sudden I was even crazier. I really struggle with one of the medications called Lupron and it just makes me feel out of my body, super depressed, very bipolar mood swings mm-hmm. kind of experience. And so that was a lot. Um, and I think for us during that time, too, like there was really no light at the end of the tunnel. You know,
1: it's like, you just have no idea what to expect. No. I don't do a very good job preparing you for it, which everybody's different. So maybe it's not that big a deal for some, you know, I don't know. But
0: yeah, I mean, everyone I've talked to said it was just as bad as my experience. So I don't know why they don't fucking
1: prepare you. (laughs) Like, I mean, Christine kind of prepared us a little bit. She did. She did. And she was, she was like, you're going to have to be really patient and like be a champ. And I'm like, um, but that doesn't mean anything.
0: No. You know, it's like,
1: I appreciate that. But at the same time, like until you do it,
0: you don't know. You don't know until you're going through it. Yeah. And so that was really hard because we just didn't have anything to latch onto. And we were just fighting all the time. We were super disconnected. We weren't having sex. Like, we weren't into each other by any means, which was difficult because you're we like creating a baby, but you also want to murder each other. At the well, yeah. Same time. Even
1: that, what I said, it was like, dude, I was like, I don't even know who the fuck you are now. Like, yeah. this is just, you're acting like a different person. And it's, which is, I get it. It's not your fault. And I didn't blame you. It wasn't like, it, was, it wasn't a blamey type thing. It was like, no. But it's, a fr- it's frustrating and you got to be able to talk that stuff out. I can't yeah. be like, I can't just keep holding that in. I'm like, dude, I, I, you're like, you did this and you did that. And I'm like, those are just things that I've always done in our relationship yeah. and they're bothering you now, but I'm trying to be fun and like, because whenever something is hard or stressful or challenging, like I try and like light the mood or like, you know, make a joke about this or. Make light of it somehow. And that's just how it makes me feel better. And a lot of times it helps you too when you take yeah. things too seriously. Mm-hmm. Not if it's like a serious yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't need serious. you to be like me. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So it's like I'm over here trying to help and just being kind of absurd, which is normal for me. And like part of our relationship that actually works out really well. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it balances out. And it just then you just were not having it. And I was no. like, I don't know. So now it's like I have – these are my coping mechanisms for stress. And – I don't know what else to do. I don't have any other ones. So I've like, I've run out of my toolbox here. So I'm now I'm just like sitting here. Like, I don't know what to and do. And
0: I I think that there was fear there too. I think Connor was like, are you ever going to be normal again? Like our lives going to be normal? What is this going to look like? And I, I think there was definitely fear there. And I had a lot of the same fears. I remember the day you said to me in the gym, like, I don't know who you are. I don't know where my wife went. And I was like, yeah, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting, you know, that we were both having a very similar experience and we were in a huge fight that day. And it took us fighting and like battling it out to finally say the thing I think we were both feeling.
1: Yeah, I didn't have, I thought like was had that planned. It just no, came out.
0: and I think that that was, that was honestly one of the most important conversations we've ever had in our marriage or in our relationship, really, to just be that honest of like you telling me I'm doing all these things for you. This is how I'm trying to show you love. I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be me. I'm trying to like be me for us and for you and you're not receiving it. And this is like the whole foundation of our relationship is this thing. And I was finally able to see your perspective for the first time. And I understood you. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Like I, I so forgot all of those things because i was just so in my experience you're
1: not trying or this i'm like dude what the fuck do you think i'm doing
0: yeah (laughs) but you weren't doing it the way i wanted at that moment
1: uh, yeah but you don't even have the capacity to do like you're asking me to do things i'm like i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about yeah
0: and you you were showing up so much but just in ways that like it just wasn't landing with me and so i think that that was a really important conversation like we definitely the dynamic changed after that yeah and i started to have a lot more compassion for you because i've been so selfish in this Rightfully so, I think, because my body's the one that's been going through this, except for your sperm retrieval. And I've been the crazy person. So I've had to just take care of myself and worry about me. I just didn't have the ability to worry about you. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I started to realize, like, oh, like, this is so hard for him. Like, he lost his partner. I wasn't myself.
1: Yeah. Was until, living, like, I was three just days ago. living with a stranger. For yeah.
0: Who was just screaming at you all the time.
1: Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, I remember you were like, you were like, you're only nice to me when we're on the, when you're high and we're on the couch at the end of the day. And I was like, I
0: mean, that's kind of accurate though. It is, but it's like, well, we're not doing
1: anything else. Like <laughs> yeah. that's what we're doing. Like that's what we're doing. It's like our hangout time. Connor. It's like, that's that's like be sweet time. And we're not talking about like work and shit. Yeah. We're not. It's like, we're not making plans for anything. We're just like hanging out. Like that's, of yeah. course, I'm nicest to you when we're not doing it. Any- there's nothing else to be distracted by. I just like,
0: well, you also soften at night. Yeah. You're just like that's the, the reason I like to smoke just- weed. I know, and you're just sweet and cuddly. Gets me out of my head. I'm also just
1: like wading the depths of the darkness that is the world every day. So it's like. I mean, I don't. I I love my. I love what I do, but um, but at the same time, it's like it's not the best environment for be like. Sweet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be a fucking teddy bear all day. It's not who I am you know so it's no and i'm
0: glad because i set that
1: that time for you on purpose yeah (laughs) like
0: that's not but i needed it during the day and so we just we were just missing each other we were not meeting each other it was very hard i think we did our best if i'm being honest
1: Mm, yeah i I wish we had started
0: therapy earlier next
1: time around it'll be different i'm sure yeah well the thing too is like because we don't have a kid right right it's like so we don't it's like you're doing all this shit it's like you know I kind of think, as I think about it I've been making a lot of uh, metaphors or analogies or whatever today but it's like it's like when you're say you're like overweight or out of shape or whatever and you like you don't know what it's like to be in shape like 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 somebody like me when I was when I was losing weight like I kind of did it by accident but it's like I never knew what it was like to be like attractive or thin or fit you know so it's like you're just doing this stuff with no real idea, like, what that's going to be like. You assume that it's going to be better. You're doing it for a reason, mm-hmm. right? You want to better your life or, in this case, like, bring life into the world. But you really don't. It's hard to, like – if you just had – and I always, I always say this about – and my brother is is pretty overweight. And I just want the best for him, right? And I said this to my mom and she thought I was such an arrogant asshole. But I was like, listen, I wish we could just switch spots for a day. Like, yeah. switch spots for a day because I understand what it's like to be him. I was there. I did that thing. But it's like – switch so that way he just has, like – Oh, like actually, my life is like quite a bit easier, and I can like the days are a little bit. I, I feel like I can do more in a day. You know, all those things I yes. didn't. I didn't realize till after the fact.
0: You don't know until you know,
1: and you can't. And you don't know, so it's like once no. we have a little human running around, we're like, oh my god, this is great. Like we figure out our parenting is it stuff, though? and then we're gonna be like, and then it's like, okay, well then the shitty part of it where you don't know what you're even getting yourself into, or trying to do, you're just like figuring it out as you go along. Well, then you at least have you have an idea of what you're of what yes. you're doing. Of course, all kids are different and. You know, I'm sure at least one of ours will be a complete pain in the ass, but so are we. So it works out. So are you. Yeah. Well <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So um I you don't know. That makes sense to me. It's like that was one of the hardest things. Yeah. We're like, we don't even know where this where this goes from here. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. And what I was kind of getting to as well is like, we just kind of rushed the process which yeah. nothing oh, wrong with that we kind of had to be in we hurry, kind of did i mean not that we're old but we're you know in our mid-30s and ivf can get very difficult as you get older and yeah. we are both ready to have kids like we it's, were ready to have kids before we got married we were like yeah. we can get married without a wedding or get have kids without a wedding it doesn't matter it just ended up working out timing wise because you were like let's just get married in october and it was like okay But I think that was one of the hard things is we basically back to back did egg and sperm retrieval and then got pregnant. And it was just months and months and months of hormones. Whereas the next time we don't have to do egg and sperm retrieval, we will do four weeks of hormones leading up to a transfer and Mm -hmm. get pregnant. So I think that's going to be just such a difference. And like you said, we'll have a light at the end of the tunnel because we'll have a kid.
1: I mean, yeah. And then, you know, we also I mean, also having a kid, I would think that. One, you're going to have to be a little bit more on top of your shit as far as, like, your mood. Yeah. And two, we're not going to be enmeshed in each other's shit all the time because there'll be – there's a little, you know, one-year-old distraction running around trying to learn how to walk and walking into things and probably crawling really fast, which apparently – crawling really fast is one of the hardest stages i've heard from jesse
0: like really fast or just in general
1: well you get to a point where they're like kind of standing up and walking where they get crawl like very effectively Mm. (laughs) because you can't hear them because they're in their you know what i mean oh yeah so jesse would say (laughs) was it was it uh yeah river when river was like i don't know before he was like walking around now because he walks around and kind of stumbles and yeah he walks around pretty well now but you know when they're walking around he was like, dude, when he got to where he could crawl fast, I would just turn around to, like, grab something, and all of a sudden, he would just be gone. Oh, no. He would, like, crawl into the bedroom. He just, you just don't forget where he and is. You and you he... always leave the fucking doors open what, in the you house. Can't... <laughs> um, yeah. the <laughs> who, who's, who was leaving the door open in the bathroom when the dog was getting into the trash?
0: That's inside the house. I'm talking about to get outside.
1: Oh, that's fine. I'm not worried about that. Oh, Jesus. Um <laughs> I hope our kid's trying to break out and get outside. Um, but it's like I think this is a funny thing, especially at the house. You're like, but you got stairs and stuff. he is he was on a one We already floor. have a baby gate. And he was like, I just and then I had to go like find him in the house. I didn't know where the hell he was, you know, it was a smaller yeah. house, but I was like, that's I thought I never thought about the fact that like crawling is very quiet.
0: Yes. <laughs> and when so they're fast
1: like fast crawlers are probably hard to keep up with.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my man. God. I'm also
1: super curious what the dogs are gonna do.
0: No, they've been so weird. That's
1: fucking weird, man. They are I would so love if anybody out there has me. more experience of like dogs while you're pregnant, even super early on. They're annoying as fuck. Yeah. They will not leave Kelly alone. It's like they just look at her.
0: Does Let's like sit. pause at me, and he has to have his head on my stomach every day. Well, he
1: need like they'll sit there when we watch TV, and they usually just go lay down or whatever. Sometimes they're needy, and we just tell them to like go lay down. They have spots where they lay down in the living room, but um. They'll just sit there and they just stare at Kelly. It's like creepy. Yeah. I'm like, dude, leave us alone. Like, yeah. go away. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing?
0: It's very interesting.
1: Hi. Hello. Is this time for an ad read from Cured Nutrition? See. Si. See si, muy bien. Es cured. is good for you, friend. <laughs> it make you feel nice. <laughs> inside and out.
0: So Connor is old. Connor. Not old. Connor hits way too many golf balls for his age. Without doing What's proper warm ups or rolling out, or, doing acupuncture. I
1: do Russian baby makers. I do, uh, I make sure I get rotation in my spine. I warm up slow now. I don't go out there and start ripping them like I used to. I make sure that I don't, if I don't, I don't swing well if I don't warm up first.
0: Uh-huh. But what did you do?
1: But, so, <laughs> that me, being said. me right. <laughs> no, I mean, I do, I probably overdo it a little bit, but I don't, also don't, like,
0: because you're like OCD Tiger Woods obsessive. can hit 200
1: golf balls in a day. It's only two. It's
0: only like, I hit oh, like 200. Connor and Tiger same I hit, conversation. I hit
1: Tiger can barely oh, walk. First of all, um, same same. As I was so saying. no, I here's what I do. When I go to the range, I hit two large buckets, which ends up being about 250 golf balls.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's like 120 oh. a big bucket. So and there's usually a little extra in there. And if anybody leaves any left over, I used to take those too. And when we have lessons. I also hit two large buckets after the lessons to make sure that I get everything that we just learned like ingrained into my self so that I can be good, (laughs) you know? Yes, babe. So anyways, my, uh, this actually happens because Brett had the same thing happen. My, my PGA pro buddy club pro, not tour pro. So we're clear, but he has the same thing happen. He's like, Hey, when I, you know, when I'm swinging a lot, when I'm playing a lot, when I'm working stuff out, I'll get this like pain in between my shoulder blade and my spine. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm dealing with that right now. It sucks. And it's kind of like you have a rib out, but a little bit different. It's definitely muscular, not skeletal. It's like a muscular thing. But I had to go in and played um, 18 yesterday, and it was bothering me. And I usually, one thing I'll do when I have like muscle issues like that is I'll use a grassland tool, which people call scraping. It's like a metal tool. It just like Basically, what it does is it kind of uh, promotes blood flow to an area. So you're kind of uh, scraping with the muscle tissue or sometimes against it, like a perpendicular to it. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of inflames it a little bit, but it opens up the muscle tissue, gets more blood flow in there and can kind of increase the speed of healing. And I've had this done a lot in my life, but I bought a tool because I'd had it done so much that I kind of knew what to do and asked a bunch of questions. So I use it on myself, but I had the bright idea to mix that with the cured salve, which is the CBD salve. It's really, really good. It smells super nice, but also, I love that stuff. So I was like, oh, well, you need some kind of lubrication to use the to use the uh, grassland tool.
0: Usually, I just spit on him, but. No, you don't. This is so we use coconut better.
1: oil, usually. <laughs> usually, <laughs> I use coconut oil, but sometimes coconut oil is too slick. And that's something that the salve is great because you can kind of control how much you're putting on. So yeah. you put it on the skin and then you can move it there. And one thing the grassland tool does is it kind of picks up the oil, which is also how Romans used to bathe you know that no yes yeah, so they would use a Do you know whenever you're doing the grass and one it like pulls all the oil off your skin yeah and the, and the dirt with it dark, yeah so because it's like dirt on your skin they would cover themselves in oil and they'd have a blade and they would and, they would, and these like probably slaves would would pull like the oil the... basically yeah wow. they would pull the oil off and get all the dirt off because a lot oh, of the bathing there were like in bathhouses and the water wasn't right. like super clean so that was a way that like upper class people would get bathed it was a bathing and which i think would be great i would love it if somebody's like i'm gonna get you naked and cover you in oil and scrape it off with a metal tool and I don't know, neither here nor there, but that's a good business idea. We should reach out to somebody. Oh, okay. Um, Especially if there's a happy ending involved. What's up? And you can call it like, uh, what do they call it? A conscious climax.
0: Oh yeah. Thank you, Jordan (laughs) Bowditch.
1: You'll hear about that soon. Um, But anyway, so, so yeah. It really helped a ton I actually played, it, I played, you felt I played pretty so well. much
0: better after and your movement you were so much more open and, and able to turn yeah. side to side i well, was shocked
1: it, and the south helps a lot and the grass helps a lot with that too but it was the combination of the both that was really great yeah. And i just love that stuff having it around i mean it's nice to have i just
0: use it everywhere like lower back if i have a head i've had a headache and i've just been putting it on my neck and it helps so much immediately it's it's mind-blowing to me and i've been giving it to friends People who've had surgeries, um, grandmothers with like arthritis, everyone has been texting me like, this is the best thing we've ever used.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have, That's the thing about the Cure product line, they have so many things that are just applicable to so many different people. Yeah. And it's like having your little arsenal from them, I think I just highly recommend it. It's yeah. so great. Whether it's like the raw caps or the nightcaps, which we rave about all the time, but it's just, yeah, it's like so many little aspects of life, depending on what your values are and what you like to do with yourself. Like there's something within that that can really like meet you where you are, which yeah. I, I think is great.
0: So if you guys want to try out the salve, you can go to the link in the show notes and use the code OKBabe and you you can use it as lube? A discount. Uh, I think that might burn my puss.
1: It might feel good on my dong though. It might be a little tingly. Try might, it, it Might promote blood flow to the dong.
0: We can try it if you really want to. Uh, Sounds kind of link terrifying. In the, link in
1: the link in the show notes if you want to try it out. Oh my God. What's the promo code? Okay, babe. Okay, babe. <laughs> Do it. Thanks, guys.
0: So anyways, we get to the transfer. I'm on these drugs. Super crazy. And then we do the transfer. And you have to wait nine days to get your pregnancy test. But the transfer was so interesting to me. I didn't really know what to expect. Again, they don't really tell you. Like, it's going to be super fast. We're going to come in, put this thing in you. You're going to see it. And then we're going to bail. And so I just, I was also on value. It's incredibly impersonal. It's very impersonal. I mean, the place we went is very impersonal, but...
1: I think science is pretty impersonal. Yeah.
0: But I just, I laid in the bed and I just, Connor sat like at my head and I just held on to him so tight and it didn't hurt or anything. You didn't hold on to me. Yes. I was holding on your hand. No, you weren't. I was holding your hand.
1: So while they were doing it? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant while you were waiting. I don't know. I was like, Oh. Yeah. What do you think I said? While you were, yeah. While I thought you meant beforehand. While while it was happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I just, it was like, we don't get to have sex and make this baby, which. I try not to think about, but it does make me sad. I don't know if it makes you sad at all.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I try not to think I mean, about it. I although
1: I could do that, I'll probably already have a couple of those things. Right yeah, now. exactly.
0: Um, we would never have met. But <laughs> I, I tried to just be really present to it and, like, grateful for science that we got to do it. But I was definitely kind of sad that day that that was our experience. It just felt so, like, yeah. bland and impersonal. And it was, like, a two minute experience it was like they were in connor saw the embryo in the incubator and then on the screen and then they put it up inside of me and they're like okay lay here for a couple minutes and then we'll come get you and then that was it
1: yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's that's my biggest complaint about the whole thing is just how impersonal it is yeah but you know it is what it i is.
0: also get it and they're great at what they do and so like 10
1: years we won't really give a fuck about no just but.
0: That we got a baby. So then nine days later, they called and I was so nervous and I, I felt really clear that I was pregnant, but you never know, right? And so she called and she was like, honey, you are pregnant. Oh my God.
1: She was sweet. I wish she, she would was in the whole so, thing. She was I know. so sweet.
0: And so that was amazing. And so then we did the whole thing and like called our, all of our friends and family. Oh, we didn't tell. So we didn't tell my family or Connor's family until weeks later. Yeah because we wanted to get ultrasounds and we were planning to go to texas
1: well and you're also in like that area where it's like questionable you never you know you, miscarriages can happen even with ivf and it's just one yeah. of those things where you just got to be mindful
0: yeah and when we found out we were pregnant they, uh, that was four weeks at that point yeah and by the way we're not going to share with you how far along we are or our due date That's something that <laughs> i would like to keep private but this is a winter baby i'll tell you that much that's pretty obvious yeah <laughs> but uh we so we waited a few weeks and then we told your family and all of that and it was amazing. Yeah,
1: my mom's been trying to get me to have a child for ever. That was since I was like fourteen. Yeah, so since you like, were
0: a child. <laughs>
1: yeah, which and it's your first grandkid. It's funny. My dad was less, definitely less excited. He's I mean, just the seventh. So yeah, my sister and my brother both have three kids.
0: So. He was so happy though. We sent he him stoked. a little package and he said he cried.
1: Yeah, he did. So cute but um, yeah it's 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 fun and then we're picking out names for people and yeah i'm not really sure how that works but i'm gonna try and have as much influence on that as possible because i will have to call my mom and slash stepdad and everybody else like by the names that my kids call them so oh hard. you
0: mean like grandparents yeah yeah papa and papa and all those things yeah
1: papa <laughs> yeah <and> grandmama, grandmama. <laughs> they might end up just calling her mama you never know that
0: i mean that's fine i don't care
1: what I, call her. It was just, yeah, I mean anyways. but
0: if I'm mama then that doesn't you call me well no mama. but
1: I called I called my grandmother mom yeah so it's like it's a weird our family's got a weird situation with yeah. that because we'll my see. grandma raised us all but anyways it's just like it's but it's also these are fun questions it to ask like oh like it's, it's kind of the fun part where you're thinking yeah. about that kind of stuff yeah like what are we gonna do with the nursery and looking at Pinterest ports and stuff totally <laughs>
0: yeah we got to get on that yeah but we had to stay on hormones so again my last shot's tomorrow but you stay on those for a while and then We had a couple scares, bleeding scares, which were really scary. Yeah, that's not lit. No, but everything was fine and, you know, came back normal. But it's just been such a wild ride. I'm just, I'm feeling so grateful that I'm starting to feel like myself again. Yeah. It's just been, it's just been so hard to not be me. And I, I was telling my therapist on Monday, the hardest thing for me is I've worked so hard for years on myself to Mm -hmm. become the best version of myself and to be connected and not to project and like not be an asshole and not go back to old patterns. And I feel like the last six months has just been that.
1: Yeah.
0: And that is just, it felt very defeating. You know, it felt like I was doing something wrong and I felt super out of control and I felt just very chaotic within Mm -hmm. myself and jumbled. Like oftentimes I would try and explain something to you and it wasn't coming out the way I was thinking it or feeling it. Cause I just, I couldn't even understand my own thoughts.
1: Yeah, it was really unfair for you, but yeah. you get to be a mama, so you it's get to be okay. a
0: mama. So yeah, how are you feeling about being pregnant now that this is like for real? For Dude,
1: me? everybody, all my guy friends, are the same thing as we're playing golf or whatever. Um, like Ben was saying this the other day. He's a he's a friend of ours. He was like, yeah, it's like cool, and then there's like a belly, and I was like, he's like, but you don't until you like hold the baby. I'm the same. It's like the same. It's like pregnancy is cool, but we're like doing the pregnancy thing. It's like I never like we're doing a, like a home birth and all these. It's like crazy you know and, but it's like none of it's real until the little dude or chick is in my hands and yeah. like scream, wiggling around covered in whatever weird goo they come out in
0: yeah
1: um so it's yeah that's i don't i don't know how to feel it's like it's, it's exciting you know but it's also like these. i don't have any like any descriptive words that aren't very cliche like totally. it's exciting and i'm it's like i'm curious about what's gonna be like and i'm like you know looking forward to like apply like i got really into like childhood development and psychology at a certain point because i know it's a big part of like how people when i was coaching especially how people like become who they are and yeah. i get into that but i've never like applied that to anything and mm-hmm. i've never and there's a lot of books that were specifically about children not how it relates to adulthood that i didn't read from some of these authors i love so i'm like oh you get in to read these books and don't want to overthink it you know and thinking about sports and stuff like that is really fun even if that's not a thing that is happening i told kelly the other day because recently i've gotten really into golf like it's, been, it's my thing of the season right now and i get very obsessed with things until so i feel like i have a level of competence where i am comfortable with
0: he just finds things that he's bad at and I then like, he works really hard at them well, to get off, good at them and then once he's competent he moves on to the next thing and it fucking drives me
1: crazy i wasn't ba- i wasn't bad at golf but uh um, he wasn't i wasn't good, good. <laughs> but it's like you know it's like a thing i can do it's like i'm old i'm 35 now right so it's like i start thinking about things and like okay, how can, how long can I do this for? Mm-hmm. So that way when I turn 70, I'm not like, man, I want to do this. It's like, I want, yeah. I want to have things to do. And it, it learned a lot of that from my grandfather, who's older now mm-hmm. and nearing kind of end of life stuff. And he regrets not, He like a lot of this comes from him, like regretting not being able to do these kind of things with us. So I think about a lot of that with kids and like what I want to be able to do, how I want to be. And so one of those things is like, oh, like when I'm older and my kids are in their 20s or early 30s like this is something we can actually go do together and hang out and have fun and i'm thinking about that kind of stuff now which is weird that's way down the road mm-hmm. but it's like i probably can't do that with elk hunting right like, by the time our kid's 30 i'm gonna be 65 years old i probably can't do 10 mile days in the back country like right. oh like my kid might want to do if that's something they choose they want to do mm-hmm. boy or girl whatever like i can't i won't be able to do that i'll be able to go and participate but they'll probably be doing things around me versus me being able to like do it with them you know but where something like golf it's like oh i can like. You know, we can ride a cart instead of walk, or you know, different things. And it's like we can do it together. And that's something I think that and my granddad is just—he raised me, and he's had. We've had so many conversations about how he wishes he could have done those things, and I wish he could have done those things. And it's something I feel like we missed out on, even though we had a really great time. So it's one of those things where I think we even got like an argument about it over some stuff because I, like I think about it so much, but it doesn't. It matters a lot to me. So like weird little things like that like pop up quite often, and I try and like understand like I was trying to explain to Kelly, like why all of a sudden this obsession with golf. And that was kind of part of it. It wasn't all of it, of course. Like I just like going out and having fun and being outside, but it was weird. It was just a weird, like a lot of things came together with that. in a in an interesting way. Old man, with saggy balls. I love old man with saggy balls. Oh, you do Kelly. That's why I said that. It's actually a problem in man? our relationship, but we yeah. don't need to talk about that right Dude, now. Dude, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, you're gonna drink that red juice to get rid of those UTIs you get from all those old men. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what is that not appropriate? They're literally gonna end this sponsorship, <laughs>
0: okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Um, no, do you remember when I was coming off of drugs after the egg retrieval and I was like sauning every day and drinking red juice and green
1: juice and all the things? No.
0: That's because he hated me and stayed as far away from me as possible. Yeah.
1: Oh, I wasn't <laughs> super concerned with your beverage consumption no, at the time.
0: No, he really wasn't. Although he did benefit. He did compliment and thank me many times because I always had a red and green oh, juice yeah, made in the, right. in the fridge. What happened so to that? I just I took a break for a little bit. And then why are you not? I
1: want I, I don't even think about it because I just drink it out of the jar in the, in the refrigerator.
0: I know. Well, that's why I took a break from like pre-making them because I wasn't coming off hormones, but I'm coming off hormones again. So... I wanted
1: to oh, start doing that again. Go me. I'm yeah. excited.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. But here's the thing. So the reason I did that is because I didn't want to go into a heavy detox even when we did the egg retrieval because we were about to get pregnant just a few mm-hmm. months later and we knew that. And detoxing when you're trying to get pregnant can be really detrimental to your body. Um, especially because so people smart. I know people tend to go too far and then they deplete their body of all the nutrients, mm-hmm. like the good and the bad stuff, and then they don't replenish. And so I wanted to be really mindful of that. So coming off the hormones, I did take charcoal every night and some different like GI detox binders, but I also added in the red and the green juice every single day religiously. Like I was on my shit and I was also in the sauna every other day um, for about two weeks straight and I swear it helped so much. I think I detoxed off the drugs a lot faster than I could have Um, and it also just made me feel good. I was hydrated, blood flow. I was well, getting all the antioxidants. There's a lot of stuff
1: in there that we don't eat very many vegetables. We do not. We're like a meat-eating family. Yeah. Like, you know, just, just full-on, just elk meat all the time. <laughs> We're on that Joe Rogan diet. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, Connor wishes. No, well, I mean, yeah, if I could kill one, we, we, five, that's a good... T
0: minus st- five months till <laughs> Connor can prove himself.
1: Yeah, still thinking about it a lot. Um, Going for a first-day bull this year. But anyways, <laughs> but no, it's like, so it's like, I like, because I like veggies. I just don't like eating them. So it's nice that you can just like, put it all in a, you know, mix it up and you're good to go. Yeah, in a way that tastes really And it's also, palatable. I think, also, and I think about that, about it too, like, if I, I need to, like, look into, like, the, what the carnivore guys say about this stuff, because you're not having to digest it. Correct. And that's a big part of, like, what's, like, like, you're, this is controversial, but you're, like, your body digests meat, in my opinion, better than it does vegetables, you know? Like, there's, you don't, like, this is weird, we're talking about poop for a second, but, like, you don't see, like, pieces of fucking meat left over. But if you eat a bunch of kale, like.
0: And corn, and. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: It's like, so there's just that by itself is interesting. And it's like, I wonder if there's a place where that makes total sense where it's like, yeah, if you don't have to digest, you get all the benefits without having to like tax your digestive system. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I so agree with you. So for all the reasons we love Organifi, um, very much on a red and green kick over the last six months saved my goddamn life. So try it out. You can go to Organifi.com slash. Okay, babe, and you'll get a 20% discount
1: link is in the show notes. Yes. Click it. Go do it.
0: How do you feel thinking about the home birth?
1: I'm excited about that, and I feel really good about that. Now, I think I was – we'll use Jesse and Amanda as an example because I think they'd be okay with that. Like if I was where they were when they first started, I probably would have made the same decisions they did, which was birthing center, just felt like they were a little bit too risk-averse. Like they were a little bit – it was like the, the default was if anything went like not perfect, go to the hospital. And so they did a home birth the next time, and it went really easy except for he flooded his living room. But I totally get that having them with them having had that experience and having another a lot of other people like Imbo and a lot of our other friends like that's made me really comfortable because yeah. it's a lot of people I, like I like Jesse, Emily and these other people. I really trust and respect them so much yeah. when it comes to like if I have a question so about like nutrition, like Jesse's the guy I go to or health or, you know, he's like the guy I go to. and We've known each other forever. So having had those ex- other people having those experience that I really care for and having these little beautiful road grass that are crazy and running around. And also both of their kids are generally naked. Yes. <laughs> which, really which I funny. love. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Wild babies.
1: <laughs> they're just out there in the yard, like butts out, getting some sun, like having they're, they're all they're all babies, up ketchup. All their babies are actually really fair skinned too. Like our yeah. kids, they're like they're all like the whitest little are very blonde-headed. White. Yeah. But they're so funny. So having seen that and had that work out and like having the moms have these crazy, amazing experiences, like that's made me really excited about it. Yeah. Ten years ago, i have been like, I don't. I would have been a little more scared. I'm not Same. really scared of it, and I also trust the people we've hired to like work with us. If something were to go sideways, like yeah, you get to meet
0: our doula tomorrow, Sarah. Yeah, I'm so Sarah. excited. So we have Adrian as our midwife, and then Sarah's our doula. We had our first appointment with Adrian last week, and she was so great. I feel very safe and taken care of with both of them.
1: Yeah, I thought was so nice. I thought it was so funny that so we talked about like. My ex getting pregnant in the, for almost the exact same time, and we hadn't seen each other in years. But I was like, it was so funny us having that conversation because on uh, top of the fact that like our due dates are like one day apart, I was like, okay, so <laughs> I was like so informed on like doulas and home births and birthings, and I was like giving her the rundown. I was like, I know a lot about this. All you of a sudden, you do. You really.
0: I, I credit you uh, compared to many husbands. I feel like you've really immersed yourself in this, and you're yeah. really open to it. And I think a huge part of that is because we are both on the same page in terms of Western medicine yeah. and pharmaceuticals, and just how bad that system is. And so I think you've really embraced this experience being natural and in our home, and just trying to provide the best experience. Because we were both emergency C-section babies. Yeah.
1: Well, and the thing was, like, somebody I got the emergency in my case was that the cord was wrapped around my neck. Right. But then talking to Emily, she's like, that happens all the time. It's usually not that. It's usually not that tight. Like a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of slack in the thing. Yeah. So it's like. Usually not that big of a deal unless it's something where you're a breach birth and that's a different, you know what I mean? There's like a lot of nuance there, but it's like, the, it's just, it just feels like the same. It feels the same as IVF to me. It's like right. very impersonal. And that's like a beautiful experience. Like the fact that our kid doesn't have to leave our home if everything goes as planned. And if we have a hospital birth and you have a C-section even, it's like, okay, great. What you know, It's going to happen the way it to Do what we got to gotta do, yeah. But the fact that like the kid gets to get born in the house and then really doesn't go anywhere for months probably mm-hmm. like it's just that and it's like you're nesting in your little home you know just kind of like whenever any other animal has its babies it's like you're in the den or you're in the nest or whatever it is it's like a natural like safe space you know and you don't have to ride in a car i mean can you imagine how overwhelming it is to, for an infant to ride in a car
0: no you know? and so stressful as parents to Dude, drive the baby gonna, i don't like, want to do that no I don't, <laughs> mm. tap me out
1: <laughs> i mean as soon as you got pregnant i was like i can't text.
0: Connor has changed so much since I got pregnant. You're so much more protective over me and like making sure I'm okay. I feel like you don't pick fights with me the same. We
1: just moved the couch and I was like, I don't know if I should ask.
0: Yeah. Like I was doing yard work one day when we were, when I was really early pregnant and he was just like, stop, no, don't pick that up. And I really appreciate it. Like I feel very protected. It was funny
1: because I was like, I I didn't, I was in the same mode we were doing. I think we were moving rocks around or something. And I was like, hey, can you grab that? And I was like, wait, no, don't do that. Never mind. I'll get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which I love. Like, you've just been way more helpful and intentional about that, which I don't know that I didn't expect you to, but you're kind of in your own world most of the time. And so you've really like you've really stepped up in a lot of ways. And so I'm really excited to see when I'm waddling. And then when I actually give birth and like experience that with you. What did you. I tell you
1: about? I was cause I'm so excited about this baby. I was like, I'm just going to, I don't think I'm going to let you hold it unless you're feeding. It.
0: Oh yeah. He said he was going to make me the, wet nurse, the wet nurse for our child and that he was going to get a bell and just let me know when I was allowed to come in the room and feed the baby. And then I would just have to leave after.
1: Was i was so like stupid. um it was like some man tell shit with your yeah. own life That's
0: and it was so really stupid. cute because we were um uh, our friend emily who she's a doula she's not necessarily our doula but she'll be coaching us throughout our yeah pregnancy. she's in
1: she's in new braunfels by the way so if anybody having any listeners down yes. there that are looking for a doula just let us know yeah, we'll, we'll she's connect you guys super
0: badass she's awesome
1: she's a bad she, bitch for real
0: she was saying how she and her husband michael slept separately with siobhan because it was so helpful for her to just be up with the baby and then Michael got to sleep and there's nothing wrong with that because if one parent at least is rested, then they can help more during the day. Well, you
1: know, we did that with the dogs, right?
0: Yeah, we did that. That's so it's like, and
1: I wonder how much, okay, this is, I haven't thought about this But question. wait,
0: can I finish my no, thought? No, I'm
1: taking over now. So
0: I thought it was really cute though because I told Connor this and he's like, but wait, what if I want to be a part of the nighttime and like help? And I was like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs>
1: anyways go ahead no but um so having had remy and then he was a puppy when he was 10 months old when he died Mm -hmm. and then theo immediately after that how much do you think having had the puppy experience for a year straight (sighs) so over a year we were puppying.
0: we tag team can i high five babe we really handled that very well well
1: i guess even yeah.
0: after losing a dog.
1: Yeah, I didn't handle that very well. I but, know, but like um, we still
0: did a good job of raising but them. How
1: much do you think that's going to help us when it comes to an actual human child? Which of course is much different, but Yeah,
0: I think a lot. I think that that, that raising puppies was so helpful for our communication skills and for yeah. knowing our strengths and weaknesses. You I am such a morning person. You like to stay up later. You're yeah. still a morning person, but I am more. And so you stayed up till well, one with the dog and took I, him out. When
1: I was single, I was very much a morning person. I would get up at five. Yeah. But now you like your mornings and I'm like, well, just, I just changed to work I get up at like 630. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which is great. But I, I do feel like we have really adjusted and learned how to communicate better and, you know, take on the role that makes the most sense for our family. Yeah. So I think it's going to help.
1: Yeah, it'll help. I mean, the funny thing is, is, people are like, kids are so much harder than dogs. And I was like, yeah, I think they are in some ways, but also like puppies are very mobile. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i remember i was what we would do is uh with both the dogs with Remy and Theo, is i would stay i would fall asleep on the couch with the dog that way they moved around and you need to go outside i would feel them and i would take them outside and i would usually go to sleep. usually but like usually i was to tell that story and i'd usually <laughs> go to bed at like midnight i would actually get in bed at like midnight or one and then i would sleep till like seven or eight i was sleeping later and then Kelly would handle the dogs in the morning like when she got five. up. Yeah, she would get up early because would were going to bed at like eight o'clock. Yeah, so we had like this, this like Venn diagram type of thing where we were only in bed like a few hours together, mm-hmm. and we would do that for like just a month or so. It wasn't yeah, it crazy. wasn't super long. Uh, just when they were really little, and we just didn't, you know, we didn't have a good setup. But one time, this is what late. Like, was it Remy that did that or Theo? I think it was Theo. He like snuck off the couch and then went downstairs. See, I think, he just wanted to go outside. Yeah, but he went downstairs and then just took a he giant. Knew Mama was downstairs. He took a giant shit right in front of the door. <laughs>
0: So I wake up and I open the door and I, th- was he still down there? Uh-huh. I think he was at the door and there was a huge thing of poop. And I was like, oh my God. And I go upstairs and I have this tiny little puppy in my hand a little baby. and I like give him to Connor. And I'm like, a babe, Theo pooped at the door downstairs you didn't wake up to let him out and you were clearly so exhausted like you yeah. were just emotionally toast I
1: think what happened is that I, I fell asleep and then I rolled like my face towards the back of the couch oh. and then so I didn't feel like I think I just like moved I think he was yeah. sleeping by my feet and yeah. I just didn't know he yeah got
0: up. but that was really funny but like to your point but he also wasn't
1: brave walk. enough to jump off the couch right. for a while that was like one of his first yes. getting off the couch self experiences yes. so I wasn't expecting him to run off
0: yeah but babies can't walk around for a hot minute so yeah it's
1: like they just sleep and fuck on some titties just gotta you know? make
0: sure you don't roll over them That's are really you excited
1: funny. for your vagina to just be ripped open in a million pieces
0: he keeps talking about how my vagina is gonna be ripped from belly button to asshole i'm like i'm literally gonna kill
1: you <laughs> but you also send me all those instagram posts of babies coming out by the way the baby come so kelly i don't know if you shared this on your story or not but you should i don't know The the baby coming out face first
0: Oh, no. It I don't the, share most of that stuff because no one knows we're pregnant.
1: Well, they're below now. Um, oh so, yeah. You need to find that post because it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because usually they like crown from the top of the head, mm-hmm. ideally, but other things can happen. But this one's like, I'm going out face first. <laughs> it, it was, was just so like, creepy. It was like the vulvas wrapped around this baby's face and like smush. Like if you take your hands, and like smush your face together. Yeah. It was that, but it was a baby coming out. Of, a, of the mom, and it was just like, just face. And it's like, you look at the baby, oh, it's a baby's face. And then, like, wait, that's like coming out of a person. You know that joke?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like where the kid's on the motorcycle with the dad, and it's like, Slow down, daddy. Go slower, daddy. And then they do the face and it's like, too fast, daddy. It's like the baby coming out of the vagina and its face is just like so deformed and like weird.
1: It's like smashed and stretched at the same time. It's like just trying to get out of there. Yeah,
0: it's like, please let me out, mom. It's like I'm trying
1: trying to communicate. (laughs) so so funny. funny. Oh my God. Do you
0: have any fear around... Seeing me, seeing my vagina in that way, because like so many guys are so scared to see the vagina that way, and then have to fuck your wife. Do you think that'll change anything for you? Have you thought about that? Uh,
1: I haven't really thought about it much. I don't think I don't perceive myself thinking about that too much. It yeah, seems kind of silly.
0: Yeah, because you're gonna catch the baby.
1: Maybe you might just have it in your pants, like that lady on Instagram. Oh that, God. God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was savage. <laughs> She was trying to get to Clearly the Clearly not her first child. That thing just like
1: flopped around. Right well, out. she was like, she had sweatpants on and she was like, they were wheeling her into the hospital and I think she just like had it in her pants. Yeah. She like reached in and grabbed her by the leg. And pulled, how comfortable she was grabbing the baby yeah. by the leg. I was like, oh, this yeah. is like not her first go around. Yeah. Or she's like a midwife or some shit. But yeah. It yeah, was <laughs> so really funny. funny. Yeah. She just opened her pants up and pulled up. Oh, that lady who had the kid in the parking lot standing up. Totally.
0: I mean, Crazy. women women know how to give birth. That's the thing. It's like, we are equipped for this. Yeah. You just have to listen to your body and trust yourself. Yeah.
1: I mean, the thing about it is like, you got to think there's like, there's a place for modern technology. hundred percent. Because it was a lot. I mean, the infant mortality rate in, you know, 500 years ago was like 30 something percent, you know, it was crazy. And that was, that's part of giving birth. That happens a lot in the wild, you know, it happens all the time and lots of things can happen. So it just is what it is. But yeah, generally speaking, you know, it's like that we're here because people figured a way out, you know, and it wasn't as. I think we make it a little bit scarier and more complicated, but I also think there's an industrial complex attached to that that reaps massive profits from people not asking questions when they're emotional. Yeah. It's kind of like I look at the birth industry and the funeral industry very similarly. Mm. Yeah, because the funeral industry is fucked.
0: How does that correlate?
1: Because you're taking advantage of people in a very emotional time.
0: Oh, wow. That's so true. Yeah. I want to watch. I just like imagine the
1: rationale. Stuff. Imagine the thought process despite, behind spending somebody who doesn't have a lot of money five thousand dollars on the casket. Totally.
0: Right. So dumped.
1: Or embalming.
0: Yeah.
1: Like none of that shit makes any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a, a person's not there. Right. So it's very similar. It's like, and it's like, okay, a mom, a first-time mom, especially. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people who give have home births aren't first-time moms. Correct. They're second-time moms that were like, that experience that was, was awful. fucking awful. Yeah. Like, this couldn't be any worse, you know? And it wasn't, you know. So mm-hmm. you say the same thing. It's like first-time moms. All they want, rightfully so, and they're also hormonally in this place, is, like, the best thing for their baby. And if you have somebody who's an authoritative source or a trusted source saying, hey, like, this is the best thing for you is to take a fentanyl-based epidural, <laughs> it's, like, a little weird. Yeah. Little suspect.
0: Just for anyone listening, little hot tip on epidurals. First of all, we are not judgmental. However you birth and whatever your choice is, do you, boo. It's just not for me.
1: And, yeah, exactly ex- what I'm saying to highlight that, too, is, like, you're in an, emotional, an emotionally vulnerable state and it is totally makes sense to listen to the person that you trust at the doctor. And that's doctor. why the
0: people you trust should provide informed consent and options.
1: Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. And that's why having a doula, even if you do a hospital birth, I think yes. it's very important. I think but it's I even more that, important when yeah, you're in a hospital. Because yeah. it's their responsibility to advocate for you, which Agreed. is a big thing too, not yeah. to cut you off. But no, that's I'm okay. really into doulas now. Doula, no, you I, are. I know a lot about Once
0: doulas. you meet Sarah, you're going to be obsessed with her. But what I was going to say, I didn't know this before, you can actually request an epidural without fentanyl in it, but you have to do it before you go into labor. So you have to talk to the doctors or whoever it is so that they know to have that available for you. Cause I think they have to order it because they just only have fentanyl epidurals. So I read something where someone went in and they didn't request it in time and they wanted an epidural and they didn't have one without fentanyl in it. So she just had to take what they had. So just if anyone, you know, just like, I think that's really interesting. I mean, yeah. if you're going to do an epidural, obviously you don't want fentanyl in it if you have the option. So I'm,
1: I'm so curious what position you're going to be in when the baby comes out. Oh, yeah? yeah. What do you
0: think? What's your guess? Let's say it here.
1: I think you'll. Mm, I think you'll be like on all fours slash like kneeling down or something. Really? Or maybe like sitting back. I don't know. I, I, don't, I had this feeling it's going to be fast.
0: He does. He keeps saying that. He keeps know. saying, "I'm gonna poop the baby out."
1: Well, it's just that's kind of a definite joke, but
0: but like kind of.
1: Well, I told you because they, they all those p- pictures that like Imbo has yeah. or Emily has, and um, of like Michael holding her, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just be whispering ridiculous shit in her ear, like. Yeah.
0: Bro, poop the baby pooping out real good. Yeah, I can't wait to tell you guys about how many jokes try- Connor tries to make while I'm giving birth. That'll that's be a so fun exciting. episode.
1: Oh, you're going to be like screaming and I'm going to be like laughing my ass off. Yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. Of course it is. No, it's not. It is. You are not going to do that. It's going to happen. You sobbed at our wedding. You are going to be Yeah, so- I'll probably cry when the baby comes out, but the whole, it's going to, if it, the, takes, the if it takes a few hours, hours yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like whatever, dude. Where's I that? think maybe the laughs will help your
0: contractions. Yeah, I think I'm going to be like leaning back on the tub that's how I feel. I
1: have a feeling whatever and you'll be
0: in front of whatever
1: me. we put the work, put most work into setting up for you. You're not going to use it all.
0: Probably. <laughs> My friend did the whole like water birth everything, and she ended up giving birth on her bed.
1: Yeah, but I think so. he, just having the option probably makes you feel. I bad. just
0: really hope I don't poop this baby out on a toilet because that's just not that's like not cute for photographs. So I think it's I'm fine in that. way. I think it's fine. <laughs> Oh yeah, this has been interesting for me. I haven't really felt super connected to being pregnant, but I think that's a lot of the hormones that I've been. Yeah, now that all
1: this shit's over with, you can just like be pregnant. Yeah, like you said
0: the other day, you're like, why can't we just be happy we're pregnant? And I'm like, wow, I haven't even thought about that. Like, I am super happy, of course, but I've just been so like engulfed in all the other parts.
1: Yeah, it's It's almost like it's almost like you've been trying to like not think about the fact that you're pregnant to find something wrong with something else. And I'm like, dude, I don't.
0: No, I think I've just been so like. I've just been pulled in so many directions with this whole thing. And I just haven't felt like myself and I haven't felt connected to my body. Like the other day I was telling someone yesterday, I like masturbated in the bath for the first time in six months. And it felt so amazing because I was like, oh my God, I connected with my body. I feel present. And I was like talking to the baby and like visioning the womb space. And I did this whole somatic thing with my therapist on Monday around that. And I finally felt like, oh, okay. Like I'm here. This feels real. So felt really nice, but yeah, it's
1: I'm crazy, crazy, crazy. girl. It's crazy, girl.
0: <laughs> so that's it. We're pregnant.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's see what kind of mom you're gonna yeah. be.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully, you're not an absentee mom.
0: I don't see that happening. I don't
1: either. Yeah, it's me weird though. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Just pooping the baby out. Yeah, just okay. right out of there. <laughs> Isn't it? Just, I don't know why that's so funny to say.
0: I really hope Liam clips that for a video. Just pooping out the
1: baby. <laughs> <laughs> just a little graphic to be about.
0: what are you gonna do <laughs> if I do poop during the birth
1: that's what I'm more concerned about that than your vagina ripping open yeah I would rather not
0: Connor likes to pretend I don't have that bodily function
1: no I don't worry about it I mean I've definitely experienced some lingering you also farted in the gym the other day really loud I
0: did I couldn't control it I'm it very funny. gassy
1: while I'm pregnant <laughs> so she's like rolling out I... I was like Jesus Christ it was like a real it was like a man fart I didn't, you said I sharted though and I did not shart It was more fun to (laughs) say. You were so embarrassed. (laughs) I
0: was so upset because I really try not to do those things because I want him to think I'm sexy. (sighs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, speaking of farts, uh, if you go on TikTok and look up chiropractor farts, it's the funniest thing ever. It's like little Instagram (laughs) models, like filming their chiropractic (laughs) message and just, you know, that rotate. It's the same move every time that rotation. I just don't think it's real. The rotational, babe, they're laughing at it as the the farts are the longest. It's like sounds fake, but they're all. So you, you guys know that chiropractors like mic up. And have microphones like the microphones we're using right now. They'll have those set up by the table to get the cracks. Why? It, it's like it's like ASMR. Like, <sniffs> it's like people love hearing the cracks.
0: Oh, I've never seen that. Or heard oh yeah, of that. it's a
1: thing. It's like chiropractic videos, and you'll see them all the time. They'll have a little either a lav mic on them or something uh-huh. where you can really hear those cracks because people, you know, it's like it's marketing. But these girls, a lot of them are, are females. It's really, it makes it more funny. And they're, like like yeah, they're, they're like cute. Yeah, they're like cute little, little Instagram models. Yeah, and then they'll do that rotational lumbar uh, adjustment and it just like lets one. It's like one's just been trapped in there. It seems like something's just been trapped in the yeah. depths. And I'm guarantee you some of those are fake, but so many of them had to been real because the person that's doing it is like laughing as it's happening the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the, But the chiropractor seem like unbothered by it. Like it well, all the time. Well, they're probably so used to it. It has to happen all the time. It's yeah. like when you fart in a massage therapy. It's like you just get so relaxed. You just like let one fly. And it's okay. like that has to happen all the time.
0: Have you ever farted like that getting adjusted?
1: Not adjusted, no. Oh. Maybe a little bit, but not like that. I mean, you would remember that. So that loud, was, yeah. I definitely have in a massage though.
0: Yeah, I've definitely
1: farted during a massage.
0: You just going so loose. Yeah. Anyways,
1: pooping babies out. That's what we're gonna we just name this episode pooping out a baby.
0: Sure. <laughs> Why the fuck not? It's okay, babe. We do whatever the fuck we want. That's just... our way to pregnancy announcement. You're
1: gonna be pooping out a baby. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny. I don't know.
0: Well, thanks, babe. Congratulations, soon to be dad.
1: Yeah. Thanks. I'm really excited about it.
0: <laughs>
1: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bye. It's my it's
1: my child. <laughs> I can't wait my little demon spawn. <laughs>